0: Get 60% off at babble.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. What's up, Super Ninfrendos? Joining me today on NBC are Brian Altano. Hello, Hello.
1: Super Ninfrendos.
0: <laughs> Lily Zaldivar
2: hello again <laughs>
0: and a special surprise for longtime NBC nvc fans the return the triumphant return of casey defridis
3: hello i like the i like the new term can i steal it
0: yeah obviously yeah you can take it and just <laughs> run with it <laughs> loves it he thinks it's the best uh little it intro it is is 2021 the year that we actually see a switch pro the 2020 success of switch says no but some experts think yeah they they think we might uh a legendary nintendo designer has retired after 32 years monster hunter golden amiibo are coming to japan and the biggest nintendo news of all of course is that casey is back to work and we are very excited i have if uh that means that this is my last time as the permanent temporary host as we will be having a peaceful transfer of power, and if you will indulge me, (laughs) I have prepared a statement, and this is very corny, but I would like to read it because I think you're all so cool and awesome. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who supported me in my tenure as permanent temporary host. It's been so incredible to see so much support online where usually there's nastiness. For those of you who hated me as a host, thank you for your patience. I think I speak for everyone when I say how happy I am to have Casey back at Full health. I wrote Full Health, and now I realize it's like 85%, but still, it's important. Casey's back to take her rightful place as the host. Um, It sounds very corny to say this, but the temporary gig is the realization of a dream I had when I was listening to this very same podcast, applying coats of varnish to rich people's boats in a freezing cold building all those years ago, or doing lap after lap on a commercial lawnmower in the blistering July sun. My position here at IGN as the executive editor of commerce is incredibly fulfilling. And also I'm like very good at my job. Um, (laughs) But When I'd listen to podcasts like this one, or even like further back to shows like one up yours on the one up, uh, uh, rest in peace one up. I would dream of someday being on the panel of one of those shows with my own jokes and my own observations about gaming and culture surrounding it. So this has been the realization of fantasies I had, to keep myself sane while my soul was being ground down by unfulfilling job after unfulfilling job. So I want to say thanks to all the super Nintendo's who supported me. I want to thank everyone on this panel and panels past uh, and everyone at IGN for letting me just be an excitable Nintendo guy. And Casey, I wanted to thank you for giving me this one last chance to host the show. So let's get on with it. Shall we? Steph.
2: Great. great work,
3: yeah. Thank you. That was so good.
0: You're
1: not I, quitting.
2: I, I mean, you'll, asked, be back. No.
3: you'll be back. No, yeah, show. you'll still oh be I, on the panel. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, say you're not you. leaving. Thank,
2: well, know, thank right? you
1: for for like you know for everything you did. Uh, it's it was it was a blast. We can't wait to have you host again the next time one of us doesn't feel well. Um, and thank you for the peaceful transition of power. And and thank you for coming to Casey's inauguration. It, you know, yeah. you could have been I a huge baby that. about it and not showed I'm up. Make a of
0: me just sitting <laughs> in my chair.
3: Seth, I could not have asked for a better permanent temporary host for all of our Ninfundos that watch NBC each week. So thank you. And I appreciate you taking this last week to host so I can get back into the swing of things.
0: Yeah. Well, it's my pleasure. I, I'm enjoying myself quite a bit. Now we're going to talk about Nintendo. We're not going to talk about me anymore. As much as I love that subject and I'm an expert on it, <laughs> I also love to talk about Nintendo. Is 2021 the year? of the switch pro uh rumors continue as they always do since like uh maybe 10 minutes after the switch released that we're gonna get an updated model and ign where we all work except for well lily former ign <laughs> like it's like when you're in the ago. marines you're always a marine um <laughs> we asked several analysts what they think Sirkan, toto i don't oh god i'm so bad with pronouncing names uh of Kantan Games, Kantan, said, "quote I think a Switch Pro will come in the second half of 2021." End quote. So there's one in the maybe pile. Michael Pactor, who everybody knows from Wedbush Security, said, "I would err on the side of no for this year." David Cole of DFC Intelligence said, "Nintendo can accomplish a lot just by making minor tweaks." So I ask this: I think every show panel. Are we getting a Switch Pro this year? Casey, I would like to hear from you. What do you think?
3: As much as I would love a Switch Pro this year, specifically a special edition Monster Hunter version Switch Pro, so I can uh, upgrade from my original launch day Switch that is falling apart and feel good about it. You know, probably not until the end of the year. And the biggest reason I'm saying that, and of course, Nintendo has duped us before, but... Doug Bowser, the big boss at Nintendo of America, straight up shot that notion down in December, didn't he? he just said, yeah. "It's not well, happening. Why well, would we do that when we're selling so well with just the regular Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite?" Yeah, and he's kind of in a
0: way that, like, maybe left a little bit of interpretation <laughs> there. You no, know, very corporate, but no, you're right. They have said that, like, no, we're We're not going to do it. Lily, what do you think? Are we getting a a switch pro this year? I mean, I think inevitably we are, but
2: inevitably, I I just don't think it's this year. I don't think it's the holiday either. Cause I, I think at this point they're going to be fine. Sell making revenue on the games that have been delayed and pushed out, but there's really no point in making a new console, especially with the sales from the last year. I just don't, I just don't see it happening in 2021, maybe 2022. But I just think it would be a bit unfair that they're releasing the like red and blue Nintendo Switch that's just coming out. Those okay. people are some people are going to purchase that as their first Switch or maybe their second one to replace the the original one. So why would they do that? And then just six months later, release the like Switch Pro. I think it'd be a bit unfair. Right. And not a good marketing strategy.
0: No. <laughs> Brian, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, I think I agree with everyone. Um, Nintendo doesn't seem like they've ever been in the sort of arms race for, you know, the most powerful console. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily seem like the, the current iteration of the switch is holding back their vision in any meaningful way. Um, obviously we saw with, you know, the, the, the recent Hyrule Warriors, all the game, like things got a little choppy that definitely yeah. could have been, they could have benefited from being on some slightly better hardware, but all in all, um, it it doesn't really seem like they're looking at their current model and going, oh, we're totally screwed here. We can't make any of the games we want to make. We're not selling anything. Like, they're they're kind of firing on all cylinders. And the I, I think the general audience doesn't really seem to care. If you look at their best-selling games, none of them were really ones that could have benefited significantly from more power. Like Animal yeah. Crossing, no one was like, I really wish I could see like you know Tom Nook's <laughs> individual mustache hairs here. I need those like that.
0: mustache textures. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, I'm all for seeing Tom Nook's individual mustache textures. For the that's record, true. but uh, I don't know if we need to see them this year, right? Like it's 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 doing well. It's it it you know I, I think it's going to be something like if you look at like Metroid Prime Four when we eventually see that come out. If that's the kind of game that's like really you know shooting for the sky in terms of graphical fidelity and power and stuff like that then that's worth talking about but right now like it's it's a game for it's or it's a a console for nintendo first parties and indie games and then you know like weird cloud versions of hitman and stuff so
0: (laughs) right yeah i've um you know i've always been pretty sure that they're going to be a switch pro and i am almost certain it won't be this year but i got to thinking about it in fact i I mentioned this on twitter uh i am actually starting to think that they're not going to release a switch pro because it's nintendo they're going to throw us a curveball and it's going to be some like very weird like a vertical like a one-handed console that emits uh pleasant smells uh
2: (laughs) So like what they used to, what they do with the like 3DS, but they made the 2DS that was like the two screens yeah. and it never
3: folded. and it... yeah, Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. It was just
3: <laughs> that that was such a like... weird console, man. Like...
0: <laughs> what was that, Casey?
3: I said, give us a Nintendo Switch wedge. Yeah. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> My son still has his, uh, his 2DS because those things are absolutely indestructible. That's why we got it for him. Like look, a
2: Nokia. We with threw it overboard
0: switches. and, you know, hired some divers or some dredgers to bring it back up from the seafloor. And the thing still turns <laughs> on. That's not, that's not really what happened. But the biggest <laughs> reason we're, I mean, the reason we're probably not going to get a 2021 release is our next story, which is Nintendo switch accounted for 87% of all consoles sold in Japan in 2020, 87% of all consoles in a whole country.
2: Nintendo, nintendo does what
0: nintendo does nintendo it's does insane. that was six million units sold in japan alone
2: oh my god we the lifetime
0: sales is what 10, 13 million they also had the
1: 10 the 10 best-selling software titles recently were all nintendo like they're, they're completely dominating there um and it's fascinating to see because i it's it's not really something i think that like a you know a massive influx of supply from the ps5 could really turn around at this point like yeah this switch is just nestled into japan in the same way you know the ds the 3ds and like it's just it just fits there i remember like i've i remember going there and just seeing nintendo handhelds everywhere on the train and it was surreal it's like it's it's just really really cool to be like oh yeah like this is this is this has a significant cultural impact here all walks of life all age groups are playing this thing everywhere they go and that's really really cool to see
0: yeah, that was uh, 3.9 million just normal Switches and 2 million, uh, hold on a second, this, this math isn't adding up. Oh yeah, it is, that's 5.9, they just rounded. <laughs> I all
3: mean, right. point, point 0.1 million is still like a lot.
0: That is yeah. true. I would love it if someone gave me 0.1 million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> still a whole heck of a lot of money. That's, uh, yeah, that's a lot of uh, Nintendo Switches. That was 50% of all boxed game sales. In 2020, Casey, do you have any thoughts about the dominance, the absolute utter dominance of the Nintendo Switch?
3: It's crazy. I know. I remember we were talking about this in October because the Nintendo Switch was the best-selling console. I think every month for the year worldwide, twenty-four months straight. Yeah. And I was, I said that I thought it would continue its streak, but I remember everyone else, people, it was meant. People reminded me that the new Xbox and PlayStation were coming out in November. So, of course, Nintendo, people would be buying those and not the Nintendo Switch. But it turned out that that wasn't true. And it's probably because there wasn't enough supply. And that was probably also because of COVID. We just blame everything on COVID. Oh, yeah, but, <laughs> so I guess we're, I'm not sure whether Nintendo would have still taken that crown for that month if the supply wasn't an issue. But I, maybe in Japan, it still would have. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, yeah, that's actually a really good point. I've been, I've been kind of thinking about that for a long time. I was like if if they the competitors sort of shot themselves in the foot. But I think that the main thing that uh Sony and Microsoft did to help the Switch was to tell everyone you don't really need to buy these consoles right now cuz most of the mm-hmm. games work on your last gen console.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: like you mm-hmm. compare that to the Nintendo Switch, which is a system that is uh, you know, hypothetically in the middle of its life cycle. And completely hitting its stride, like every single game they put out there um, on the first party front sells millions. You know, you're still seeing a lot of success with third party stuff. You're seeing Wii U ports that still chart in the top five on NPD. Like, you know, even stuff like Pikmin Three like had its you know best franchise debut ever in Japan. Like, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening there. And I think if you're going to jump in this year or last year, you're getting into a system that has dozens and dozens and dozens of great games. Um, and whereas you look at the PS5 and you're like, well, first of all, this is impossible to buy. And second of all, it really only has a couple of exclusive games at launch. I love my PS5. I loved playing Demon Souls and Miles yeah. Morales and stuff like that. Um, but I think for the average person, they look at the Switch's price tag. They look at the library and they go, this is, this is something I can comfortably jump in on knowing that I, I can keep this around for a long time and I'll get a, a lot of use out of it.
0: Yeah, and the Nintendo has such more broader appeal like everybody knows about the playstation 5 everybody knows about the series x but the nintendo just appeals to me we were at like this local store the other day and i don't know how the subject came up but the woman behind the counter was like oh, oh yeah that's it was us uh, my son was off of school and she asked him what he was doing and he said he's been playing video games she's like oh i got a switch she's like i don't normally like video games but i got me a switch she's like, i play that thing all the time it's so much fun so yeah <laughs> it's, it's like people who don't buy video games buy the nintendo switch and fall in love with it and that's a a huge driver of its success. I would also argue that the Nintendo switch being 299 and the PlayStation five being 499 (laughs) and the same with the Xbox is a massive um, driver of people to the Nintendo switch. But Lily, do you have any
2: thoughts? I mean, I was thinking about it from a consumer perspective because I did purchase a PS five and I think I bought it in November and I think I've played it not every i don't play it every day i play it maybe like once a week or i'll stream you know anime on it uh but to play video games like i won't i don't i don't play as many video games because most of my friends will be like oh let's play splatoon or let's play mario kart or let's play like games that involve people because i think at this point uh for my friends who are very switch based they uh go to, they go to the switch you know they go they go to those games because they're very familiar they're very friendly they're very user-friendly for everybody and i think even my roommate when uh covid first started she couldn't get a regular switch so she got a switch Lite, and she was like i just want to play like animal crossing i just want to like connect with my friends and be able to talk and i think that helps it and then also the fact like you said the ps5 and xbox like they said oh you don't have to purchase it because you can play on the old gens And it's like, yeah, that's also a driving factor. Like the Switch, it's like, where where else are you going to play those games? It's the Switch or the Switch Lite. So, yeah, yeah, I think I just I don't know, 2020 COVID and just like the Switch itself just kind of set it up for success in the best way.
1: I was going to add to that, like weirdly, the sort of philosophy behind the Switch being this, you know, two pronged attack on consoles and handhelds. Uh, I think helped a lot because I don't know about you guys, but I my Switch isn't a handheld as much as it used to be because I'm not traveling. I'm not really going right. anywhere as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but keeping it docked and just having a Nintendo console hooked up to my TV with the ability to pick it up and you know go lay on the couch or whatever is really awesome. I actually anticipated it would have sold less during covid because it's not seen as much of a as a handheld but that didn't really matter because animal crossing was there and you know like that yeah. that, that that carried that system ring fit like it, it, for the fact that it wasn't a handheld anymore it was also suddenly like a home exercise machine when people were looking for that more <laughs> than ever so it's really smart that nintendo has all these kind of plates spinning in the air people always want them to be like one thing, you know, they're like make a mature Zelda or like, you know, you're a you make baby games and all this other crap. But (laughs) the idea that they are so many things to so many people that you can play, you know, animal crossing as a casual player, you can play, you know, breath of the wild master mode as a hardcore player. You can use it as an exercise machine. It's a, it's a, you know, something you travel with or it's a home console. I think it, it makes them sort of weatherproof in terms of like anything that the world gets thrown at, Edit. It, it's going to find some. Nintendo's always found some way to be resilient, and I think that's really wonderful to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to think this
0: company's got power.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, they've I always had. They're... They've always had the power. They've always had the power. We just have been denying that right. on a consistent basis. That's why they have Doug Bowser. You know, Bowser. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Big brain that. energy. <laughs> I see that. Well,
0: moving on, we're going to talk about the man who created Captain Falcon, Fox McCloud, Majora's Mask, and more. Has retired from Nintendo. Takeya Imamura was a Nintendo artist and designer. He retired after 32 years with Nintendo. So that means he started when? Uh, well, he started 32 years ago. Once again, I'm not going to do the math on the spot. <laughs> He's responsible for designing the mask in Majora's Mask, which is okay. That's kind of huge. It's one of the most recognizable icons mm-hmm. in all of like video games. And, you know, nobody can deny what that is. Uh, it's not written here, but he also designed Captain Falcon. And I was reading, uh, I don't know if you guys remember when the Super Nintendo Classic came out, Nintendo on its website had uh, like a series of interviews with people who worked on Super Nintendo games. And Captain Falcon was originally designed to be the mascot of the Super Nintendo.
3: Really? I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: I didn't either. And then he explains, he's like, that's why he's blue, yellow, and red, because those were the colors of the controllers. And he was going to be the mascot, and how different would Super Nintendo be if they're like, "Hey, it's me, Captain Falcon, and I want you." <laughs> to play That's Super so Nintendo. It's so weird. <laughs> Another like big thing that he did for Nintendo was he designed all the. He did. He drew all the sprites uh, for the vehicles in F-Zero, which are also like amazing and one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. But <laughs> originally, they had wheels they were just like space cars just driving around and he's like whoa 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 let's make these into hover vehicles and i mean can you imagine so much better it's so much better than those weird little like i don't even know what spaceships with just wheels just driving around (laughs)
1: yeah that would have been really boring
0: yeah it wouldn't have i mean and it's kind of hard to build on that this futuristic racer that you know eventually is doing loop-de-loops if they're you know, they gotta if they oh, have wheels. Change a good year tire, yeah. Cause
3: I mean Sonic doesn't, he has legs, so
0: that is true. Oh man, okay, yeah, but Sonic has frictionless shoes that he was given by somebody.
3: It's uh, still sci-fi. At...
0: Exactly. Has,
1: <laughs> his wheels his legs kind of turn into wheels if you like they you know, they he yeah. turns into wheel. If you push down, he goes, you know? I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is <laughs>
2: I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: well he, he made obviously an enormous impact to like video yes. games and sonic or so,
2: that's exactly what i said that was sonic sonic did
0: <laughs> they did he did yeah sonic For did sure. the first three sonic games were kind of a big deal and they and made a movie out of him last year they made a movie that was the last movie that my family saw in the theaters and shout
2: was- outs to sonic
1: last Keep last it. thing i'll say about sonic is uh it's <laughs> it's <laughs> No, like the Super Nintendo and and Genesis, like the whole thing was like Sega was like we have blast processing, which, yeah. which meant that like their everything they could do was faster. So it would have been really weird if Nintendo was like, "Well, we have a race car driver mascot
2: <laughs>
3: named Captain Falcon." And,
1: yeah, like that oh, that, that totally wouldn't have checked out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think know.
1: that. <laughs> What's that,
3: Casey? Oh, I was just going to say I I did look it up, but. Uh, Oh my gosh, Imamura started at Nintendo in 1989, but his first game he worked on was F Zero in 1990, which is the year he's born. So he has officially worked at Nintendo uh, longer than I have been alive. Same. <laughs> wow. Wow. But um, I also thought it was interesting. So I, I had no idea about this before, but um, Imamura came up with the name for Majora as well, and it came from a combination of his name and Jumanji. Why Jumanji? I don't know. I guess he was a fan of that a movie,
0: great Robin Williams' film. It's yeah. fun. Everybody's having a good time. When did Jumanji Robin? come out? That I just want it <laughs> to come out in nineteen early nineties.
2: Yeah, early nine. Oh yeah, then that would have worked. <laughs> He's like big fan. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna call it Majora's. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's a good legacy though. My name and yeah, that's that's really yeah. cool. And he designed the we mask.
0: Know. Well, we, we thank you for all your hard work. Uh and for, and for Tingle. And for Tingle. Oh you my for god, T- that's right. That's the other thing. The other big Thank thing. Thank you for Tingle. Thank you for Tingle. He created that
2: abomination.
0: Tingle's wonderful. Let <laughs> us not forget how how much he helps you out and uh in Wind Waker, giving you maps and stuff. He's a friendly little sprite boy who flies around and helps you navigate the seas. I guess they're not maps. I'm sorry. They're charts if they're nautical. He also designed the Star Fox 2 cover art for the Super Nintendo classic
1: i was Would hoping you, you were just we, you just going to keep doing i mean
3: Tingle, Tingle did also give you maps in majora's mask but do you think Imamura came up with his his catchphrase Wait, what Tingle's the, the, the <laughs> thing that means absolutely nothing <laughs> i i just kind of want to hope so <laughs> it's, Imagine it's,
2: it to it media, like all right.
0: it. the guy named majora's mask after jumanji and himself <laughs> So I think he might have been responsible for coming up with Tingle's catchphrase because he also came up with Tingle. This
2: guy's
0: yeah. guy great. I'm yeah, you do know. you
2: think, I, I'd like to imagine he goes into these meetings coming up with ideas and he's like hoping they get turned down and then they don't. And He's like, well, guess this is in the game now. Yeah. Yeah, Tingle's catchphrase going to be when in he the was game.
0: On, uh, When he was writing for Saturday Night Live, they would like pitch the most absurd sketches just to like irritate everybody. And sometimes they would get picked up and, approved
3: you know, at that. <laughs> i want to know felt, which those were
0: oh yeah I, I i have to look that up but um i think that's the secret see- though
1: you have to you have to pitch like your craziest ideas and then know that like three steps removed from crazy is the one you really want to do and then yeah. people go that's too much let's bring it back to here and you're like that's right where i want it to be oh dan <laughs> I, <laughs> brian's um, professional. yeah um I've also had, like, a lot, of, a lot of managers who are like, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, here's an idea. Um, the, the weird thing about Tingle is that he got his own game. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, like, a, it, it was, it was basically, it was a balloon fight re, remix, basically, where Tingle... Um,
0: this year, I decided I actually wanted to, like, follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals, so I subscribed to a service that streams all of
1: He also wait. Didn't he get him? I think he got two of his own games. There's yeah, also
2: there's, an, there's
1: Tingles another Tingle's
2: Rosie Rupee Land. Yes, that's the oh, one. Yeah. That's the one. So we, I never I, played I, it. Did it even come <laughs> out over that's here? A real... Yeah, it's 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 a real thing. Um, I think. Oh, freshly I think it's most
1: inter- Tingle's Rosie Rupee Land. That's yeah. the, main, the main <laughs> name of the game.
2: <laughs> oh, Tingle, Fresh, freshly picked Tingle's <laughs> Rosie
0: out Yeah, oh, my God. came out in <laughs> Japan and Europe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it a like an eShop game or is it something that you or we? Wii no, Wii it or got or? A, it got
2: a no, box we release. Got there's mm-hmm. this like
0: dis- utterly disturbing
1: drawing of him, this like folk drawing. of and him there's like roses him. around him too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like
2: I saw like this at a game out. shop and I almost bought it, uh, and then I didn't because I was oh, like you missed out. You know, I
3: constantly think about it.
2: <laughs> I, I should have how it.
3: Recent game was Ripened Tingle's Balloon Trip of Love.
1: Yes, that <gasps> I, that I, that I imported that game because I have brain problems.
2: <laughs> oh, Tingle. What was it?
1: it? Like I said, it's just it, no I think it's just game. it's just Balloon Fight, but with Tingle in it. And he's just like a, a weird and love. Just, you know,
3: because he had Tingle, sexual elf. Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah.
1: Well,
3: there we go. Thank you for that whole line of games. It wouldn't have been possible without Emo Mara.
0: I just want to say this has been an absolutely delightful tangent that we are like, <laughs> Journey of tingle discovery. Mm-hmm. I know all the tingle heads out there are real mad that we just didn't have these facts like off the top of our heads, but
1: shout out to the, uh, t- while we're doing like the, uh, you know, uh, the loose uninformed history of tingle off the top of our heads. Um, shout out to the tingle tuner, which the was t- in, t- t- no, t- I know that's a real in wind waker. You can plug it's in good. a second controller and your mm-hmm. drunk friend, uh, could run around and basically you used the Game Boy Advance and it worked as a Tingle Tuner. And that yep. means you I, could do all sorts of magic in the game, like, you know, like run extra and and stuff. It was very I rude. completely
3: forgot that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. Forgot, uh, hooking up your Game Boy Advance to the GameCube. You could also do that with the with the Chow Garden, with the Sonic Adventure. I'm sorry. Oh, look, I don't it's know him again. It's
0: Sonic. We're talking about <laughs> Sonic.
3: <laughs> <Bad>.
2: Full circle. <laughs> Full circle, everybody. We're back at it maybe he made sonic and we just don't know it even more also it just that
3: does Four everything Swords. there
0: we go Four yeah. <laughs> great game crystal chronicles pac-man verse animal crystal crossing chronicles, not a great game well maybe it was on gamecube because
1: i enjoyed it on gamecube i don't want to talk about the one they re- they released that i do That was, was heartbreaking
0: that was a bad that was a bummer let's talk about some exciting good news however that uh casey would be interested in because it's about monster hunter capcom <laughs> Releasing what might be some of the rarest amiibo ever made again because they've done this before. These are mm-hmm.
2: in multiple Japan times
0: only gold Monster Hunter Rise amiibo. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, Ha, I'm a savvy internet person, I'll just go on eBay like Pear Schneider would when he needs a new Joy Con that just came out in Spain or something. <laughs> but unfortunately, you have to win these in a lottery from. Buying the game as a download at the Japanese 7 Eleven stores. Now, I've never been to Japan as much as it hurts me. Uh I that's the dream someday. For those of you who have been, I know Brian, you've been, Casey, you've been, I'm not sure if you've been, Lily.
2: Could no, I want to go next year.
0: Okay. Well, could you explain a little bit about the differences between 7 Eleven? When I think of 7 Eleven in the United States, I think of um uh sad. I think of yeah, <laughs> filthy yeah and I think of a guy hitting another guy with a twisted t in the mm-hmm. face um but in japan seven eleven is more like a it's like a department store maybe or like how would you no know you it's describe it? it's I would say it's, it's more like nook and go
1: if, you know, if we're oh. going to go with like animal crossing terms, um, seven, uh, but I'll put it this way. Seven 11 in Japan, you could be like, like you could bring a date to seven 11 Japan. Like there are tables you can sit down and eat dinner at seven 11 Japan. No and like, way. they have really good food. Um, like it's, I mean, like really good kind of fast food or like, you know, yeah. junk junky kind of comfort food stuff. Like uh,
3: cake sandwiches.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: I love and both of those things.
0: They made them into one
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's super clean they have like there's like a whole hot food section that isn't just like different for, you know how like everything that 711 in America sells is like in a tube Oh, on yeah. a roller <laughs> oh yeah like oh, yeah and it, they're just like oh it's taquitos full of fish like they, yeah that's <laughs> disgusting but in, in in japan like there's like a whole hot food section and you can get fresh fresh sushi and stuff like that but yeah they sell you can buy video games there you there's like a whole magazine section and like manga and stuff like that and there's also like they you can buy like digital cards for for games like in the store which is really cool a Specific specific like um you know the eShop cards and stuff like that uh <laughs> and so to get these amiibo you would have to go to japan go to 7-eleven buy this game okay. and then that's not even enough then hope you win the contest to yeah. get them and so for the record we talked about this before we a bunch of us have spent years collecting amiibo i gave up a long time ago once it got Same. too i was like what am i doing um mm-hmm. Pear, Pear never had that moment. So pair has been buying every single one. And these are some of the only ones he like just straight up can't just won't be able to get. Like, I mean he, he won't even
0: he won't even try yeah. to get these ones, and basically.
1: Also, wow.
3: we don't we don't actually know how many of these they will be giving away, but for a comparison, they came out they did something similar with I think Mega Man with a, a golden Mega Man amiibo, and they only made 10 of those for the lottery. Ooh. And also previously. Capcom for Monster Hunter Stories came out with a gold and silver Monster Hunter Stories Amiibo which were given away but you had to win the Monster Hunter Stories tournament in Japan so skill based. yeah oh man, you, yeah. Oh, man. I question, just like what well, I was just
2: gonna ask are these like actual gold gold That's we what talk, I was gonna ask are they like, actual like 24 so. karat
3: gold like
2: yeah because I was gonna say is this like is this is this real gold like what we'll, we'll be talking here <laughs>
3: Well, yeah i don't i I'm, I, don't I just want so. to know
2: i just want to know how how much like if it's just like painted you know painted gold or whatever okay but if it's like real gold then there's going to be like less than 10 like
3: <laughs> yeah it
2: can't they can't just be like oh we've got like 114 karat gold <laughs> no big deal so
3: capcom did come out with real gold and silver monster hunter figures for world wow that were very expensive. That is so And I may cool. have pondered, <laughs> but... Yeah. I this is a I I what? is this ever... a
2: confessional, What? Is this the
3: confessional? You want to tell us? No, a like, lot of I didn't time. buy it. I didn't buy it. I only thought about it. I also thought about buying like the $500 special edition Monster Hunter watch, but I also did not buy that. Oh, so... Pretty
0: cool. <laughs> but I thought about it. Yeah, I think um, the closest I ever got were those little pewter wizards at the Hallmark store. I used to be really into those, but I never bought one, so... Nobody know what I'm talking about. Okay. You guys have so, okay. pewter like dragons and castles and stuff. Yeah, I remember yeah. those. Yeah, I used to love those, but I never bought them. That's the closest I would buy to a full metal figurine of precious pewter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Speaking the gold of- edition Mega Man Amiibo came with the collector's edition or legacy, yes, legacy actually, collection I have of 3ds. That is not real gold.
1: No, no, neither was the gold Mario. So or is this not armor. this is not
3: what I was thinking about then? Because this they would have made a a bunch of these. So just kidding. Like I renege on that. What did I read that? I didn't just make it up out of thin air.
0: Maybe it was one of those things where somebody like every now and then, like a Saudi prince will have something like a a solid gold PS5 will be made for the prince Mm -hmm. of Saudi Arabia. It's the.
3: All right. It's the Mega Man 11 amiibo. So there have been two different gold (laughs) (laughs) Mega Man amiibo. Oh, Oh, yeah.
0: I didn't know Uh, that there were two of them. And one one of them was real gold.
3: No, I don't
2: think either of them are real gold. Painted gold. I'd like to I just assume it's just painted gold.
3: Well, you can always use some painter's tape on the base and then get some really nice gold spray paint and then uh mm-hmm. hit that with a sealer and then you got you some have gold to Show label. your
2: ID
0: when you yeah. buy the gold spray paint, unfortunately. Yeah,
3: make sure oh, to bring really? your, take your parents pack, you too. Yeah, cuz
0: it's also the favorite <laughs> among people who abuse inhalants. Ah. So,
3: but let's, ah. let's, let's I've also move. been carded for trying to buy an energy drink before, so i didn't know that was a thing
0: wow well huh i don't know how to transition to talking about kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning is anyone
1: there's, there- there's really nothing i don't think anyone
0: in the world could have
1: figured that that bridge
2: speaking out. of gold, yeah, like, kingdoms and stuff
0: okay uh, yeah getting more hey, you know what else is really intoxicating kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning is announced for nintendo switch <laughs> Coming to Switch March 16th, there's a physical edition. Uh, this is the remastered version of 2012's Kingdom of Amalur that was released on PS4, Xbox One, and PC in 2020. The re-release was 2020. And this remaster includes all the DLC. And there is, I believe I saw this morning, a physical edition coming that looks pretty pretty sharp. Does anyone on the panel have any experience with Kingdoms of Amalur?
2: Oh,
1: do I played a bit of it and I was I always was, like, yeah. I'm going to go back and finish this someday. Cause I like, it was one of those things where I played like the first three hours and I was like, okay, I dig this. And then a million other things happened and life went yeah. on and it's been like 12 <sighs> years.
3: Yeah, Same. I, I borrowed it's it. It's been
1: so life. long that look at our, look at our graphics there. Like, like for IGN <laughs> video. Yeah. Ancient. Oh, wow. Um, that's when we used to Perry used to just write all the the scores out on on cardboard and spray paint and hold them up for the camera. That's how old that is. He's wearing a green um, screen suit. That's not true uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no i I really want to play this. I'm glad this is coming to switch too this is um this is this is a really interesting game because it's like the I believe the state of Rhode Island funded this like yeah, this is this, the, I was gonna say, this yeah. is the kurt
0: Schilling game, yes. The hero to all of New England uh, mm-hmm. in 2002.
1: <laughs> Somewhat in, controversial. Some more controversial there,
0: figure later on down the road. But mm-hmm. hey, man, we waited a long time. Or excuse me, it was 2004 is when they uh, they won the World Series. For the first time since 1919 and the curse of the Bay was lifted. Oh, kid. I could talk about the socks for friggin' <laughs> ever, dude. But uh, <laughs> that has nothing to do with Kingdoms of Amalur. Every, this is a game that everyone says that I would really like. And so I'm kind of interested in checking it out but march 16th is about three weeks after bravely default two comes out and mm-hmm. i believe i i know that game is going to take all of my time and attention so yeah we it's shall also see.
3: the week before monster hunter rise comes out so
0: ooh, so that's yeah. a no from casey <laughs>
3: yeah. sorry it's
0: fine i mean it's also it's a good deal you get all the dlc
2: apparently i
3: I really liked so i'm kind of in the same boat with brian where i played a little bit of it i played maybe like five or six hours but i was borrowing it from a friend and then it was like i'll go back to it eventually i'll buy it when it's on sale later down the road and then uh that never happened yeah but i liked what i played can do i remember no i just remember general feelings that i had
0: (laughs) that's totally fine. you get the gist of it
3: yeah. I mean it it's looks
2: a like a pretty cool RPG. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: I, I don't I don't know if I would play it. Maybe maybe well, I'd no, play it. Kurt maybe.
0: Schilling was a big World of Warcraft fan uh,
2: mm.
0: back in the day. And so he it was kind of a surprise to find out that the guy who, you know, helped helped lift the curse uh was also like a huge World of Warcraft player. I think I think he even like was in some of their ad campaigns. So he's a big time gamer and then he got uh you know the the state of Rhode Island like Brian brought up had a program where they were trying to encourage game developers to come to Rhode Island and make games open a studio so it opened up uh 34 studios I'm probably misremembering that because that was his that was his number
2: oh 38
0: Um, or 38 yes thank you I was thinking of 343 38 studios because that was his number uh when he played for the Boston Red Sox uh all all those years (laughs) ago legendary the Red Sox himself uh I don't know where I was going. I just got so excited thinking about that time. I fell to my knees. My whole life had been leading to that moment. And all the old people in Maine died the next year because they were, that's all they were holding out for. I'm not even joking. There was a, there was a, it was, it was horrible. But where was I going with this? Oh yeah. What? We, we, honestly, we've, none of us have any idea whatsoever. Yay. Yeah. It's, I good though. about, about Boston Red Sox. You ever been to Fenway? It's unbelievable. The history. Nobody yes
3: i all have that's right. Sonic, again <laughs> all right well, we go. i went to, i went to a pax east and I, to- I toured the stadium nice i will i will say it kind of it's kind of sad that 38 studios was uh after
2: i think it's after this game went bank they filed oh, for yeah. bankruptcy
0: yeah and I, I, I almost think that this game was sold off to another studio like maybe thq nordic
2: oh thq nordic is doing the remaster okay which is not surprising they they normally do the remasters for stuff right like Battle for Bikini Bottom and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, But I was like, oh, I kind of want to, I hope it does well so that, you know, the people who worked on it back in the day could like see it, you know, thrive again. The fact
0: that it's coming to Switch, I think speaks to its popularity on the other consoles. And also because everybody has a Switch and they're like, let's make some money. (laughs) (laughs) An early build of one of the best video games of all time which was, of course, Zelda, Ocarina of Time, has been found, in which Link could turn into Navi? That's so weird. That that doesn't make any sense. The early... uh, Jeez. This is why I'm not hosting anymore. I can't even talk. Unless it's about (laughs) the boss, just not like the hedgehog. The early build revealed an in-progress look at Kakariko Village, an early archery test, and that Link could have turned into Navi via the Soul Medallion, which would have significantly shook things up a little bit other medallions would have let him cast and dispel fire at will warp when in danger and in more some of the translated text also hints at this that the story of the ocarina of time originally played out a bit differently one says that the deku tree was set to be a prison for fairies where link would have to go and free navi um yeah that's uh that's dark that is yeah yeah. instead they're like ah that's a little too dark hey how about this the deku tree dies immediately That's a much better way to do things in this game. Did, uh, Brian, did you take a look at any of these this early build stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's super cool. I, I believe it's it's the Space World demo, which was like uh the one of the first I think the first time we saw or people saw this game. Um and it's it's odd because this is so old. This is like, you know, back when Perry used to have to hold up scores. They would like basically the screenshots you got for games during this era were like photographs of televisions yeah that they uploaded and so all we really
0: like hood that they would put over a tv and take cameras of it
1: all we really had to go on for you know at the time what we thought was zelda 64 uh the title of the game was just like a handful of screenshots and fans have been like Wondering for years what was in that build, how we could get more on it. Like, I think there might be like some, you know, off screen shaky cam footage of some of the stuff in this, but to like actually have the cart that it's on, like, and keep in mind, this is not part of like that big giga leak that happened recently. This is just like, Mm -hmm. this is one of those weird. I don't know if you've seen the N64 dev carts, they're like a foot tall.
0: It Mm -hmm. looks like somebody used the clone tool in Photoshop. Yeah,
1: Yeah, they just like stretched it out. No, know, it's super cool. Like, it's obviously it's not like a you know fully playable version of the game, but it has unused areas and ideas and assets and stuff like that that nobody's ever seen before. And it's it's sort of like it's you know like there's that deleted scene from A New Hope where like Luke Skywalker's at like Tashi's station buying oh, power converters and stuff. God, and yeah, there's that other one from Return of the Jedi where he's like building his lightsaber in that cave. Like little things like that go a long way with fans who have been so obsessed with this particular thing for so long, but sort of like depleted every inch of it in terms of what they know and what they've experienced. So to find like even a little slice of Ocarina of Time that nobody's ever seen before is really, really special. And so, yeah, I I hope they keep digging into the code and seeing what they can pull
0: out of it. Yeah. Lily, do you have fond memories of Ocarina of Time?
2: Um, I played it way later. Actually, funny enough, my first... Uh, Zelda game was uh, Majora's Mask when I was nine
0: that is that's, that's that's a, a weird way to play it but you were not
2: yeah it was a, it was a weird time you know I didn't, I, was, I didn't really understand who Mario or Zelda was or anybody honestly
1: who does like, now though really like I still don't really I don't
2: yeah. I don't know time opening up and talking to people I don't even know what being outside my room is <laughs> I live here now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um I thought it was really cool. I mean, I agree. I think it's always super fun when there are fans who truly love a game, but there's not much to grasp on or to research or look into. So something like this just kind of like reignites that excitement. And it's kind of fun because um when it comes to Ocarina of Time, like everyone just loves that game so much. So even people who aren't as big of fans can at least enjoy this idea of like an early build and kind of assess it. I do think it's kind of weird though that like other medallions can like let you cast and do fire, or, like warp out of danger, but this specific one turns you into Navi. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> so I just think that's a bit weird. But I want to know what they were going for. Like, I just want to know, like, what was the story? Like, besides the story being like, oh, this is a prison for fairies, <laughs> like, besides that, where are we going with it? What's the what's the journey like? Like what right. Where was it gonna go? Like how does this tie into what Majora's Mask? Because right, they're like kind of sequels together. Like, how would this have tied into Majora's Mask, if at all? That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. But that's just kind of like how my brain worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like they they pivoted and they were like every elf gets a fairy or whatever. And instead of they're just like there's a tree <laughs> full of fairies free. Them. They're all
2: going to die. Like, <laughs>
1: they're all gonna gonna die. die. <laughs> yeah, if the whole game was full of like levels, that were just like had fairy prisons in them. Like that would have been really weird.
2: Yeah, guess- the,
3: the V's Princess Peach in this game. <laughs> mm hmm. But they maybe they reused that idea for Majora's Mask because if you remember the dungeons in Majora's Mask, you had to find
1: fairies,
0: um, yeah,
3: you had to find the fairies inside of all the dungeons to re like put together the great fairy. So maybe they reused that idea. That is, I
0: mean, Mm -hmm. Nintendo, oh, yeah, famous for reusing ideas. Like somebody found this toy from the 60s, it was like a dollhouse set that Nintendo made back when they were a toy manufacturer, and the design of the houses it's like almost one-to-one to to the design of the houses in animal crossing now. Like Mm -hmm. they just take whatever they did that didn't work maybe the Mm -hmm. first time and then they just reuse it in a more like, so I say that's entirely possible. I, I, I mean I'm just happy to see something about Ocarina of Time where it's not like somebody found a new way to warp through a, a data table in the binary code. <laughs> yes, shave 1 millisecond off the Speed run. Speedrun. Speedrun, yeah. Speed run. <laughs> that is all like I mean I don't get me wrong, I absolutely love how everybody just can break this game into a million pieces and find the most unbelievable ways without even having access to like actually seeing the code, they're able mm-hmm. to just blow this game to pieces but like <clears throat> finding something historical like this with something so weird that link would turn into navi is just it's very cool it's refreshing
1: i i will say like i really really hope that ocarina of time comes to switch eventually oh my god but yes even more than that um i don't know if you all remember the weird uh master mode or whatever it was that master came out Quest? For game, the master Quest. Yeah. Yeah, they came out for GameCube. And so for me, as somebody who had played through Ocarina of Time like a hundred times, to get to play that version, which was ostensibly the same overworld but like completely remixed dungeons, was so cool and so weird. Um because I'm a huge fan of like the original Legend of Zelda had yeah. like a second quest. So they did the same thing for uh for Ocarina of Time. And I How believe would- it was only released in Japan. Oh yeah. I- it was a 64 dd game but it came wow. to america via that collection that had i think ocarina of time and was it just ocarina of time in the master quest because i know mm-hmm. there was also yeah. another one that had ocarina majora's zelda one and zelda two
2: yeah i think i still have that have power collectors right mm-hmm. i think i yep. still have that case because that's the that's the way i played it was mm-hmm. getting that that set what a fun time
1: yeah that's it's really really interesting like even down to like ganon's castle at the very end is just a completely like like architecturally it is the same like room by room structurally but when you walk into each area the puzzles are completely remixed there's traps and enemies in different places like it's it's completely like a a a brand new experience dungeon wise i I really hope they give players another chance to play that because like it's super cool and it's it's hidden in time on a you know uh,
0: Game Cube away on <laughs> disc you probably used to be able to get for five dollars at GameStop, but not yep. anymore. Casey, did you have something you were trying to say?
3: I'm just looking up that Legend of Zelda collector's edition for the Game on ebay the promotional Disc, and it's $124 now. Woo! Wow.
0: Dang. Oh man. That uh, was that uh, the one that you had to send away to Nintendo Power for, or was that the one that you got with?
1: i think waker. i
3: think this isn't the i thought this was the nintendo power one
0: yeah
1: okay because there was also one that you got from uh pre-ordering wind yeah. waker wind
0: waker you, yeah. yeah i have that one that one that one is for a while i think was the only way to play ocarina of time outside of the n64 until they came out with the so wait. 3DS version yes you know,
3: yeah. which which you got master quests with something that had to do with wind waker, right? I don't know why, why. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. I'm sorry. I don't remember. No, sure. no, no. You're Maybe, totally right. Obviously. To Google everybody. To yes. Google. Sorry, I was just like mourning. <laughs> I, I think about it sometimes. I left it at my friend's house, and she sold it to. Uh, the
0: worst. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, I don't know, um, Casey. Are you all right? I'm fine. Uh, you guys were
3: right.
1: Master Quest was available on special bonus discs that contained the original Ocarina of Time. Uh, was, disc was given out in limited quantities with pre-orders of Wind Waker. This is via Zelda.gamepedia.com. Cool. Shout out yes. to them. And so I, uh, not only was that like really hard to get, you had to you had to pre-order a game specifically and in limited quantities. like this is I don't this is like getting those gold monster hunter amiibo. Like why <laughs> why is it so like you should be able to play this? This is this, yeah, this should be. This should be released in wide, wide quantities for everybody to play on Switch.
0: Uh, well, hey, it is the 35th anniversary of Zelda, so maybe they'll throw a little curveball. We've all been expecting a 3D collection. Maybe that'll be part of it, the Master mm-hmm. Ocarina Time Master Quest. I would like it if the, uh, they just ported the 3DS version over because that one is really good and very competent, and I mm-hmm. played it. The last time I played Ocarina Time was on the 3DS, so it's a good version. I recommend it. But we're not talking about what I played in the past. We're talking about what we played now. Casey, what have you been playing now that you're back at work?
3: Can you guess? Hmm. <laughs> I've been playing a little what bit of you- the Monster Hunter Rise demo.
0: Excellent.
3: <laughs> um, man, I really like it. Some of the weapons... So I've only tried a couple. I've used the Sword and Shield, the Lance, the Bow, and the Hunting Horn. And the Bow is very different. I need to figure that out but the hunting horn has been entirely it's entirely maybe not totally 100% different but the way that you play songs to buff your allies is completely different and much easier and more streamlined to understand it and start using it right away and it actually I think has some of the highest uh, damage per second output of any other weapon in the demo, which is really cool. um Also, really enjoyed Sword and Shield. It's very similar, but there are tweaks for every weapon that make it feel a little bit fresh and newer. And you have to like relearn some combos that you might have relied on in World to make it better in Rise. But I'm really liking the direction this is going. Uh, Waven Run- Riding is a new mechanic that replaces the mount mechanic that's been in monster hunter since monster hunter four i believe or three actually don't remember one of those two but um it's really cool you see it up on the screen if you're watching on youtube now and there are two different ways to get it into the state i'll stop i'll stop getting into the details of it but no it's
0: refreshing because like (laughs) you've been gone we're like yeah
3: monster hunter you sharpen your bugle and you (laughs) Punch him, dragon. You do got to you sharpen your hammer in Monster Hunter, so you might yep. you, you might have to sharpen you. But uh, Casey,
1: we we missed you so much that this is this is actually comforting. This this yeah. level <laughs> <laughs> level <laughs> of <Monday. laughs>
3: So it's um, but Monstwyvern writing is pretty. It's pretty gimmicky, but it is so cool. It is awesome to take control of another monster and you do have basically full control over it it's not just an automatic okay like you're on a monster it's going to do its thing for a while you control where it goes you control whether you're doing light or heavy attacks you can make it run into a wall and then quickly press a button to like recover so that you can do it again and make it like run into walls over and over before it like falls down or you can keep attacking with it and build up a meter so you can do an ultimate attack on another monster if there is another monster around so a very common tactic i was seeing people i don't actually i'm not sure if they were using this specifically but people would go and start with and writing a different monster and then bring it to the main monster to attack it with which was really cool
0: that um, is and smart.
3: Can, yeah and you can you either cool activate control are
0: you talking like finances you're in dnr yeah, i mean we sort of we do
3: we did learn that monsters have insurance in this game now because uh when you're attacking this this game has voiceover now and when you're attacking it uh sometimes your character says hope you have insurance and <laughs> yeah. uh no. yep mm-hmm. that's a real thing it's a real thing i hope your deductible is low <laughs> yeah oh god it's not <laughs> like they, they would just like go, I don't know, into the sea, just remove themselves from society, right, with those insults. Can you That's how I feel that.
1: I I feel like you should do a video or write an article exploring this. Like what <laughs> what does look ins-
3: like, what does insurance insurance
1: insurance insurance? like does this guy
0: go, just call up all the insurance companies and do you cover it? Like
3: who, who is selling these poor monsters insurance?
0: I, know. I don't know.
2: A bill from all
3: finance.
1: Right? thin. <laughs> 3%
0: uh, have you been playing anything else? I mean, obviously that was the big one, and we're all so yeah. glad that all like everything converged together that you could come back and talk about Monster Hunter at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But what else have you been playing?
3: I I actually so I tried to play Hitman Three yesterday on the Switch, mm-hmm. but my internet at my current residence is not great. I have about a I don't know. I just tested it, and it was twenty download, twenty upload, so not great. And I. Couldn't play Hitman Three Bomber. on the Switch. Um, the first I time I tried it would, to play it would
1: probably it. be faster to like at physically mail you videos. Of <laughs> somebody else playing, it, and then it would be to stream on twenty. You
3: know, I try, I tried to play it primarily like without doing anything else, but it didn't work. And I actually tried to stream it, and that definitely didn't work. Oh. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not blaming him three because I have played other streaming games on the switch with my better internet and it worked totally fine. So it's definitely my internet and not the game, but I also, because him and three didn't work. I went to playing monster sanctuary, which just came out this month, which I had so much fun with. It is, yeah. well, could you, guess, what is
0: this game? Could you describe it a little bit?
3: Yeah. I'm trying to remember which, if it's eight bit or six, I think it's six, eight bit, 16 bit. Those kind are my two of favorite style. kinds of bits. Yeah, those are your two favorite kinds of bits. It's good to hear. So it is a <laughs> side-scrolling adventure. Here you can see it on the screen oh, yeah. if you're watching our YouTube now, where you fight uh, monsters and I'm collect trying. them. And each monster actually has a different overworld ability that lets you access different parts of the map, which oh, is goodness. really cool. And you can have a party of up to six, but you can only you battle with up to three at a time. So when you're in the overworld, you're traveling side scrolling and then you'll encounter a monster and then start a turn-based battle against it there is a lot to the rpg mechanisms there are full-on skill trees for every single monster and there are passive abilities there are the attacks obviously you can upgrade your attacks you can get buffs there's a bunch of different things you can get each monster also has a slot for a weapon and four different accessories i think if i'm remembering this correctly but man it was really cool and the way that you catch monsters in this game is a little bit different you every time you battle you get a star ranking on how well you did in the battle mm-hmm. and the higher the ranking of your battle the more likely you will get a rare drop whether that be a rare item or an egg of that monster and then you go into your inventory and like open the egg and then you can add it to your party oh, so cool. um i was having a lot of fun with it it was very cool And there are teleporters set around that let you teleport to different areas, and there's evolution and like all that stuff.
0: My God, this!
3: I'm gonna keep playing this game. This
0: game sounds. I'm almost certain this is part of the New Year sale in the eShop, actually, which ends if you're listening to this on Thursday ends tonight. But everything you've said about this, like when you said, "Oh, it's eight or sixteen bit," I was like, "I'm listening." And then everything (laughs) after that was like exactly what I like about video games. So I am definitely gonna have to check this one out. Um. Lily, yes. what
2: have
0: you been playing?
3: Uh oh. real quick, so oh, sorry. Oh, it's yeah. also available on Game Pass if you have Oh nice on, if you have Xbox.
2: Well I have That's Game it. Pass, All right. There so it is. Unless you want to play it on the Switch. It's like <laughs> unless you want to play it on the Switch. I also like <laughs> or three. or Portaino Los Dos, you know, why not get a both both yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Anyway, i play, I played uh, Splatoon two this oh. past weekend. Because they did the Splatfest, which was Super Mushroom versus Superstar for Mario 35. I didn't even um, know you
1: Splatoon. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
2: it's been, it's been, I'm, back, I'm back for one specific reason. It's to Talk about Splatoon. That's, that's a lie.
0: There's nothing wrong. <laughs> it's
2: been Thank three you. years. I'm back. But um, yeah, I played I played Splatfest this weekend. It was really fun. I hadn't, I hadn't played in a while, and I picked Superstar. Uh, the majority of people, I think, like sixty-six around that number, picked um, picked superstar. Uh, yet we lost. <laughs> so, uh, Super Mushroom won. They won the solo and the team groups because the because like uh, online is on Splatoon. If there's not enough teams on the other side, you just play against other superstar people. So, it was uh it was an interesting i uh just remembered how much i love splatoon and also how much i wish the quality of life was better on it because there's a lot of things on it that need to be improved we won't dive into that until splatoon 3 comes out and then <laughs> i will we'll have you back i will attack it at <laughs> <in> full force <laughs> but yeah i played that over the weekend and it was super fun i forgot how much i enjoyed uh the weapons and just like the overall mobility of it Yeah. and i was like dang really hoping for splatoon 3 now at this point <laughs> hey
0: and they haven't said anything the splatoon universe has been very quiet lately so
2: yeah i mean animal crossing came out that guy probably is free i hope so
0: that's also true sir so,
2: gami please
0: fingers crossed <laughs> for splatoon 3 brian have you been playing any video games I've been playing a lot of video games.
1: Uh, I guess sort of more diagonally connected to Switch, but I played a ton of Hitman, which I love. Um, I haven't tested the cloud version out yet, but uh, I did get a code for it, so I will give that a shot. Um, Please go check that out, even if you've never played the Hitman games before. Uh, It's just super fun. I would say if you've ever been scared off by this franchise because it seems like you have to be a perfectionist, you don't. That's the best part about it. Like I went in all loosey goosey and it's like a stealth game gone dumb for me, which I have so much fun (laughs) with because I have great plans on how to assassinate the evil men and then everything falls apart and I end up hiding inside like a a big crate (laughs) for an hour dressed as a butler um, only to get out and like throw an apple at a guy. It's a it's a great, great. That is. Yeah. (laughs) All of that is true. Um, And just this morning, I played through Donut County on Game Pass, which is also on Switch. Adored it. It's uh, you can finish it in about two hours. It's a very chill um, quasi puzzle game, uh, basically about a giant portable hole that uh, goes underneath objects and inhales them. And the more it eats, the bigger it gets. It's very chill, very laid back. It's got a little bit of sort of like Katamari vibes, a little bit, I would say, like kind of luigi's mansion ish yeah. in terms of just like cleaning up everything around you um and it's just really really charming and i i really would really love it um and lastly i'm playing a game that i cannot talk about until next week
0: but Ooh. i cannot wait to talk about so fun oh because i think i know what game you're playing so mm-hmm. you cannot wait to talk about it that has made me very <laughs> excited because i really want to play this game too but uh fortunately i wasn't quick mm-hmm. enough <laughs> to speak up about it but that's fine it,
1: it is well I'll, t- I'll tell you later but yes <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Shh. We'll, we'll be like that guess what i've been playing contra for the nes because
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: this is what happened was uh we were talking about the contra collection the anniversary collection it was on sale and i said you know what i am going to add that officially to my collection on switch and then I was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play through it because it is the that is the absolute video game comfort food for me i don't play through it on nine lives i put the konami code in every time because i don't care because that's not what it's about it's about like me being 12 years old at a sleepover at my friend james's house he's got his controller i've got my controller and that's just how we spent like 45 minutes before we would watch like three horror vhs's and i wouldn't be able to sleep and i'd call my parents at midnight and wake them up and tell them that i was that i wanted to come home but that Uh, Kinda be alive yeah what a what a great time but uh, i that collection if you haven't checked it out it is an m2 joint and should absolutely be part of your collection i'm not sure if it's still on sale but it has a lot of contra games it has the japanese version of contra which has like animated backgrounds and little cutscenes that are in japanese so they're useless to me but you get to see a big pixelated muscly man talking on a on a radio like doing one of these numbers mm-hmm. flex. so that that's worth the the price of admission um, the uh
1: the konami collections in general on switch are great there's also yeah. an awesome one for castlevania which only yeah. really covers like the early um part yep. of that franchise uh and then there's also another one i forget what it's called but it has a bunch of like old schmups. it's got like gradius and life force and stuff like yeah, that.
0: yeah i know exactly what you're yeah. talking about but I
1: can't those are all great i really hope those collections get sequels especially the castlevania one because yeah then they can start getting into like the later ones and i, I um, want
0: those ds ones i just want to Dude, yeah, right? I so man good. they're so good. That's They're so good. good. And uh, also as promised last week as Tom looked it up the Sega Genesis collection was on sale so i bought that and i've been, you know, just revisiting my youth. I played Hitman 3 also, but you know, i didn't play it on switch so i don't feel it's fair to talk about that. <clears> so, i'm not going to other than to say Brian is right, you can, you can hit a man with some grapes right in his eye, you will know, fall down <laughs> and you can hide him in the monster. <laughs> so it's just like an open, like a sandbox. So I think in the review, they call it a sandbox murder simulator. So,
2: Oh, it sounds fun. It's, it's
0: fun. It's not <laughs> what I was expecting at all. I was expecting to, like, be running around and, and shooting and hiding. Instead, you're just, like, you're walking around, and you <laughs> trick a guy to come into the bathroom, and you punch him in the face, and you steal his uniform. And, nice. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's, you that's can
1: also awesome. give him a stomach bug and then he'll go in the bathroom on his own.
2: Yep. Uh, a lot of options, really. It, it's crazy. Choose your own murder adventure. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's oh, cool. A true murder adventure. It's I want, I, I'd want to play this game. I'll probably do cool. it. Check Fun it
0: out. I highly deadline. recommend it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hit the question block real quick because we're almost out of time because I was talking about the Red Sox and Sonic so much. So I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. The we're just excited. That's Sonic. all. Paperback. Sonic very has red great. shoes. He does have. Re- he does have red shoes, but he has white yeah. socks and that's Chicago. Oh, geez. Patrick Coppins asks, what's your Nintendo blind so- spot? Is there a big series that's just passed you by? And I'm going to say that the Fire Emblem series passed me by until three houses and then I got three houses and then I realized that I didn't really like, um, I remembered that I don't really like strategy RPGs. So <laughs> that's my blind spot, Fire Emblem. But uh, Casey, do you have a, a big Nintendo blind spot?
3: Oh. F Zero. I've never played an F Zero game. Really? Yeah. If, if you don't count the ones on Nintendo Land,
0: That's good. <laughs>
3: for using Captain Falcon and Smash. That's so good. yeah, yeah. I've never played an F Zero game.
0: Well, kind of hard to go back and revisit. Lily, do you have any yeah. Nintendo blind spots?
2: Uh, actually, I'm the same as Casey. F Zero. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I guess we got to have a special episode where you guys just play F Zero and <laughs> the blind spot's gone, and you're like, know oh, this might have been fun 25 years ago i still love the original f-zero i still play Mm -hmm. it every every few months but brian is there i mean i i feel like it's impossible for you because you've been doing this a long time you have to have had played every nintendo game possible
1: well no i mean most of them but i'm I'm with you on fire emblem it's just i totally missed it i mean i I, it was it was hard to not miss it growing up because it was exclusive to japan (laughs) but once it came here i was like in in the same boat. I, I That's not really my genre, and I didn't really get into it. And they started making amiibo and putting all the people in Smash, and I was like, "What's happening? Who, <laughs> Who is everyone here? Who is like?" That? I feel like if if I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I could like, I could, I could like get a couple of dollars faking my way through Pokemon. Like I've played enough Pokemon games here and there to get it. I saw the movie or several movies. um I I, I understand that that series a lot more. But like, if you put seven people from fire emblem in front of me i wouldn't understand them i wouldn't know their names uh, yeah
2: who are I, you I said
0: marth and isn't marth from uh xeno gears or Xenosaga? Wait.
1: he's from uh yes he's from. yeah uh, yes. yes
0: what I <laughs> which series is marth from fire <laughs> okay
3: marth, marth, marth yeah, is
0: yeah, yeah. no marth <laughs> is what is what
1: Darth Maul's friends called him in high school. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> the Marth man. Marth Danger. No, the, the,
1: the, the Xeno games, I, all, same same deal. I, I, I did our video review last, like, I don't know if you guys caught that, but last year, like, I basically got a Slack message that was frantically like, hey, can you do the VO for this review? And there was a typo in it that said, I think it said, like, Duncan. And I said his name wrong. And uh, that went out on the website and I had a lot of very big cross people that. in my mentions. That was oh, bad. I'm oh. sorry.
2: Yeah.
1: It's okay. Hey, no, It's all right. I'm still here. Yeah. Things happen.
0: There it is. Uh, James.
1: <laughs> and this is why DeLon. we have
3: anxiety about reading VO about something. We oh don't my know God. About. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, that Mulan movie review.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know
3: how to pronounce any of these names.
0: <laughs> That's why I always say uh, I'm going to mess this up. And that absolves me of all sins. <laughs> no one will be mad about it to me at all. So ever, ever, never. But uh James Donalon asks, "What is one of your favorite memories being on the NVC podcast?" And I'm going to say this show right here, this episode specifically.
3: Yeah, this, the, yeah, the
0: show.
2: <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, you said this show and i was like oh the whole show in general
0: <laughs> i mean specifically right now what well, one hour six minutes 57 seconds into the show favorite memory really i don't know I don't know if you remember
1: this. I don't know if you you. I, this was around your era. I don't know if you were on the episode specifically, but we were in the middle of recording of a show in the IGN studio, and a fire alarm went off.
2: Oh yes,
0: yeah. I remember yeah. this.
1: And we were talking to each other. Everybody was just kind of like, "Yeah, yeah, Nintendo." And all of a sudden, it was like rare, <laughs> <laughs> and then just like hard cut to me looking dead in the camera, like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so I just funny. remember you uh the yeah the live stream, and then later everyone left, and then, um, I think it was destined came in and was like, "Hey, guys
1: yeah, that was super funny, so that's that's number one for me, and then my my runner up is uh hosting the uh Nintendo switch reveal episode oh. of n v c, which is like a live stream where um we' we were all looking at our phones. Waiting for them to go up for pre-order, and I think like Pear or Alana were was talking, and they're just like, "Oh, the Nintendo Switch seems really cool, and it's fun for the whole family." Blah blah. blah. And I was like, "Oh my god, you can pre-order it right now!" And I was just ignoring them, and I'm like, "Got it, yeah." <laughs> like, so that was fun. <laughs> Casey, what about you?
3: I have so many NVC memories. It's so difficult to pinpoint just one, and I don't know if this counts. It's not technically the podcast, but it was an NVC specific let's play. Where we were able to play the new Mario Party for the Switch early, and it was me, Zach, Brian, and Pear, and I was that on a team with so Pear, fun. and it was it was so fun and just really funny. Just thinking about it makes me laugh. It was a great time.
1: <laughs> there was also right. the time you you made me you made me a Pokemon to eat.
3: Yes. What? Okay. That 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 one. That's the best one. I made no. an alchemy.
1: Yeah. Casey <laughs> like, handed me this like seven inch tall like. It, it was like whipped cream and cake, Ooh. and she was oh, like, "Here,"
2: yeah.
1: and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And it was like the, one of the best things I've ever eaten. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm like my whole face was like buzzing for like the whole episode. I was just like, Whoa, "Wait, what? This great!"
0: <laughs> it was awesome. That's that's lovely.
1: Edible Pokemon.
0: But, uh, <laughs> I mean, somebody. I think all Pokemon are technically edible, except for maybe the poison types.
2: Okay.
3: I, I mean, not really wrong. try.
2: I mean, what is it? Like those puffer fish are poisonous, but we still kind of eat them.
0: You can eat them. It'll Mm -hmm. make your lips real tingly because of the Yeah.
2: Or you could die, you know. Or
0: you could die. It's a crapshoot. Yeah, 50-50. I mean, what what is life without a little bit of risk? That's true. (laughs) That is true. Well, I'm sad to say we're out of time, but thank you all for being here. Casey, welcome back. We're so excited to have you back. Monster Hunter needed you. Now, <laughs> more than ever, Lily, thank you for coming back.
2: Yeah, thank you for it's having me. The
0: cast, Ryan, you're always here, but thanks anyway, pal. <laughs> around But uh, that is it, that is all the time we have this week's NBC. If you want to hear this week's listener questions, that's something that I forgot to edit out because you just heard this week's listener questions, and uh, I meant to edit that out last week as well. But you can listen to this uh podcast on any of your favorite podcasting platforms like Spotify to submit your own questions, write to us at NVC at IGN.com or respond to our weekly question block post on the Nintendo Voice Chat forums on Facebook. Thank you so much for watching. And Casey, NVC is the only place where you can
2: get the thing. Yes. Get we it. Welcome we back. Casey's <laughs> back.